0: It is a Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus
1: for the rest us.
0: And with Festivus, you need to have the airing of grievances. The
1: tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances.
0: And we already have some coming in. One, the first one of the day from our guy True advisor on Twitch.tv. Hit follow. My name Ebo says on there. He says the SEC. And no, no, not the football conference, the U.S. Security and Exchange Commissions, as they are stealing money from everyone. Every average Joe Schmill. I completely agree. They're also on my uh, airing of grievances. And then Scotty called in, rowdy. Mo Drayton, the Packers special teams coordinator. Uh, If you have, um, I don't even think you need eyesight to know that Mo Drayton and the special teams for the Packers is absolutely abysmal. It is the most putrid and worst display I've ever seen of special teams. Um, case in point, that Chicago Bears game. What did you think? I don't think we talked about that at all, Rowdy. What did you think when you saw uh, just the complete mental and physical breakdown of the Packers special teams against the Chicago Bears? Uh,
2: Basically, the only thing that went through my head was, well, here we go again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, When it was... um, Same old special teams. When they gave up the 97 punt return, the first in the NFL of the season and how it all unfolded from Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers both saying, I've never seen a guy field a punt with three yards you know, to, to go before he's in his own end zone and not just let it bounce back and then go one way, reverse the field, and then take it all the way back. Like The fact that the Packers' special teams gave one of those plays up, something you never see, just speaks volumes to how bad they are.
2: Well, I think even bigger picture than that is the fact that they haven't had a good special team's in like twenty years, they've only had two that were like semi decent in those twenty
0: years. Two thousand seven and I think it was what was the other year. Regardless
2: of the year, it doesn't really 2007 matter. And Ninety six. It ain't seven. this year. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that in the last fifteen years, you've had four different uh, defense or special teams coordinators, and the one you hire after you say, "Hey, this guy's no good anymore," have the last what? three have all come from within
0: yeah all from within
2: it's like in the 15 years yet the guy that you fired before them was like the guy teaching them everything and head of the terrible special teams yeah I think that's the bigger picture hiring within on your last three or four hires when the guy before them was also terrible
0: it's like knowing now rowdy you live out in the country uh, I live in the city now but I grew up in the country you know you have a well right you have a well dog you go out there and you know get your your water from the well right? Eventually, and this sucks because I had a neighbor that did it a while ago, back when I was in the country, who had to get a new well dug because the well he had ended up getting like seeped in with some you know some, some toxins, you know, some poison or whatever. So the well was like the water's bad. Well that'd be like the packers knowing that they have a bunch of crap in their well and they're not supposed to drink from it, yet they still keep dipping from it, i.e. hiring the coaches from within. It is absolutely insane of how they keep doing it year in and year out. And then, uh, what was it, Uh, Mo Drayton was on the podium saying, you know, no one feels worse than those men there, those players in the Packers special teams. They are the ones that have to go out there and do it, and they know that they are not uh, living up to our standards, and they uh, feel bad about it. But i got to remain positive. I'm going to be a positive Pete over all of it. And then, Rowdy, I think you weren't back yet. It was last week. Mo Drayton was talking about, but did you see us in the third quarter against the Bears? Did you see how much better we did in the third quarter? I'm like, you muffed a punt. Uh, I think Corey Bohorquez shanked one, and you still had break. What do you mean you did better? Huh? That'd be like you're in school, your kid's in school, and he came home with an F. And the next day, it's like, I need you to do better, little Jimmy. And Jimmy comes home the next day, and he's got a minus. D-. You're like, okay, I understand that you you maybe did better. And the test was
2: easier because you were playing the Bears, who have basically for the – I would say some of the players have
0: kind of quit on the team, kind of quit on the season. in Nagy, it's like, okay, I know in your like they were so bad against the Vikings, so bad. It's like I know in your mind and your eyes that you might have did better, but you're still getting a deep minus here. It's uh, I wouldn't be bragging about it, dude. I would try harder. All right, Rowdy. So the airing of grievances. There's a little bit of Mo Drayton, who was definitely a, a grievance of all yeah, of us. Yeah, I agree with
2: Scotty on that one. He hit the nail on the head,
0: Rowdy. You had a grievance uh, as I was planting the seeds about Festivus yesterday. And it was near the end of the show, and you said you had two, that right off the right off the top of your head you could name. Name the one that you want to do the big spiel on. Oh, they, it goes hand in hand. Okay.
2: Well, one is obviously going to be Craig Council. Oh. <laughs> All
3: right. And proceed.
2: obviously the guy that follows him, number two, is going to
0: be David Stearns. All right. So I'm going to go rowdy. I'm writing you down here, Craig Council, and explain Craig and David. Craig Council.
2: What did we watch pretty much all spring, all summer, and then into early fall? We watched the Brewers absolutely dominate pitching-wise, right? We saw the Brewers as one of the better teams in the NL the whole season. Yeah, Got hot, had enough offense, pitching was extremely good. And then it was about mid-September, right after... The series where I believe they swept Cleveland in Cleveland. They still they were going to Detroit after that, and that's where the wheels fell off. mid-September is when they started holding players back, whether it was if they were slightly injured and playing through it, or not even giving uh, pitchers, more innings or or pitches mm-hmm. when they had been doing that pretty much all season and even just resting players in general. And they told us, especially Craig Council, they told us, no, we're good. Yep. We just need to get to the playoffs. Basically we're not going to be the number one overall seed here because the Giants were so good it's last year. It's their long year. play, right? But yeah, we're locked into the central. We got this We're saving our arms. We're saving everything. We're we're going to save our arms. That's why I haven't been pitching Woodruff and Burns and, you know, everyone so long is because we're saving their arms for the playoffs and uh, resting players. We just need to be healthy. Yeah. And then basically the reason why I throw David Stearns in there (laughs) is because he, he came out, you know, when he does his pressers Uh and basically said the exact same thing that Craig Council said, he said, Nope, we just basically need to get healthy. We got the arms. We don't need to push them. We'll get them to the playoffs, and, and we'll be all right. Yeah, and They they tried to tell people that for about the last three weeks of the season while they were losing the majority of those games and series. Yep. And I think a lot of Brewer fans bought into that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, look, Brody, that goes with a lot of people, though. If you have one pro- person in power, and they're in front of a podium for a lot, and they keep hammering the same message home despite it being wrong and inept and stupid, and they just keep saying it day in and day out, A lot of people fall in line and say,
2: yeah, they're totally right. Am I wrong on that? And what did I tell you the last three weeks of the season? This is going to kill them. It's going to bite them in the ass. They're not going to hit. Everyone's going to be out of their routine. And the biggest one was they're not going to hit. They're out of their routine. It's messing them all up. But I think the biggest out of all of them was the fact that people actually believed that they were going to push Corbin Burns Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff in the playoffs to throw seven and nine innings, which none of them did. It didn't happen. They pulled Remember, Even in one game, a lot of people freaked out when they pulled Freddie Peralta really early. Yes. For a pinch hitter. Yes. So that was the funniest one because I, you're not going to all of a sudden say, well, we're going to baby these pitchers. All the way through a six-month season. But in that final month after they already pitched the You're six months. Unleash them. Yeah, we're going to unleash them. It was never going to happen. The tradition
1: I, of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances.
2: I said that over and over the last three weeks. They're never going to do that. Yeah. The hitters aren't going to hit because they're out of routines. It's exactly what happened. They got freaking mopped up by the Braves who went on to um, win it all. Freddie Freeman. In the
0: first first series of that they played. The NLDS, so that's the airing of grievance, Rowdy Craig Council and David Stans. Yeah, sold a a, fel, a false, a false bill of goods. False. Ugh. See, I get so angry even <laughs> thinking about it. You don't sound that angry right now, but I can. I know it's been festering in you for a long time. Because we were robbed. They they should have beat the Braves. They should have been
2: no doubt in the NLCS playing against either the Giants or the Dodgers.
0: So our guy True Advisor says we could have had three national championships to celebrate. If they stuck to putting the pedal down, you can't fake it when you need to make it.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: just so, because that team was so good. The Milwaukee, that could have been the best. Remember, they were like right there, only a couple games behind the best record any Brewer team had ever had. Yeah. And they completely sucked it up the yeah, last three weeks they could the They the
0: could have taken the best record.
2: They could have been the best Milwaukee Brewer. Because I personally think that was probably the best Milwaukee team I've ever seen. Yeah. And then look at them. And they didn't do that. They could have had players throw no-hitters. I mean,
0: Corbin Burns still won the Cy Young, so there's He, that. he
2: still won the Cy Young, but he had opportunities for no-hitters that we didn't get to witness. Yep. Uh, I think it was Adrian Hauser also had an opportunity yep. for a no-hitter that we didn't get to witness. Correct. And we were all sold that we were going to get these players 100% balls to the wall in the playoffs, and we still didn't get it, and they lost, and the bats were nowhere to be found.
0: Now, they did win that first game, right, in the uh... – Against the Braves, and then, <laughs> yeah, two to and, nothing. And the wheels fell off the bus from there because they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Or two to one, whatever it was, and, uh, they lost or whatever. So there he is, airing of grievance number one. Was that one and two or is that that's... no? That
2: was one and two. It was okay. uh, Council it was and Stearns. Stearns. Kind of the reason and being Stearns is, is kind of collateral was, damage there. Yeah, Stearns was kind of behind him, saying yeah. Or was he in front of him? Mm-hmm. Was he calling the shots?
0: Because there was that conspiracy theory, right, Rowdy, that Stearns was the puppet master and Craig Council was the puppet.
2: Yeah, and basically did whatever the front office told him. Well, regardless, they're kind of one and two. It's like one A and one B. Yeah. Because they were both. Craig Council came out and said it, and then David Stearns kind of reiterated it.
0: All right, Rowdy, you got it right there. Uh, Rowdy, Craig Council. I did Craig Council, not and, but Craig Council plus And I think on top of that. Airing of Grievance.
2: Everybody was jumping on the Brewer Fever. Everybody was like World Series Hell or yeah, bust. Let's go! Yeah, everybody we made shirts. was pumped for those playoffs. Rowdy, you made shirts. Everybody was pumped to watch them finally play the Braves in the NLC or NLDS, and then that was what you got. You basically got runs off of two swings from Rowdy
0: Telez. There it is, that, and, and that was who's it. no longer on the Brewers, by the way. No, he is. Oh, oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah, signed, they signed him. him. I'm sorry, Daniel Vogel back on. There it is. Uh, Rowdy's earring of grievance. One A, one B. Craig Council, David Stearns, Corey and Marshall. What's up, Corey?
4: Not too much. Just enjoying a day off here and uh, oh, what? to yep, get two days off around where I work at, so it's not too bad a deal.
0: <laughs> wow, look at you!
4: Leave it to Beavers on the old BTV, So Charlie's probably in heaven right now. And Keep guess what, Corey? Not I only do you get
0: Charlie, not only do you get two days <laughs> off. Rumor is that your bonus this year is the the Jelly of the Month Club, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs>
4: It always does, doesn't it? I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I know I said I'd leave you guys alone until next week. But Corey, you I, can call in like, time you want, dude, please. I'm a horrible liar. If you, would say. <laughs> uh,
0: you, you got your so, Charlieisms
4: down, man. I know. Well, now you got to start you, making nicknames for yourself. <laughs> just call me the weatherman. You can call me that. Corey,
0: the weatherman in Marshall. There we
4: go. All right. So I like this uh, Festa Serian Grievances because it's one of the best episodes of all time at Seinfeld. Hands down. And, um, I like where Rowdy was going. If he's still in the in there, I don't know if he's still uh, in the in the room there. But but the Brewers, Rowdy, you can you can t- yeah, 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 I I'm 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 Rowdy, you can acknowledge okay. that you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you stepped on there because I can't see you guys because I got you on Twitch. Um, my two, I'm going to go with two of them. Yeah. Number one on the S list would be Andy Haynes because he never figured out how to get Christian Yelich right. Okay, and Haines, he's in. I would agree with Rowdy uh, to a point, this is the best pitching staff I've ever seen, but their offense was trash all year long, and that's what doomed them in the end. We so, can, it could be a combination of them leaving guys out and stuff, but overall, their offense that i sure Rowdy would agree was never really that great. All so yet. you're going
0: Andy Haynes and the offense, or Andy Haynes and Rowdy's counsel in Stearns?
4: Yeah, more just like Andy Haynes, and I was just talking off of the side, and number two, Devin Williams.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, dude, yeah, definite, definite grievance right there. So that
4: was the, <laughs> one of the dumber things I'm going to church it up. One of the dumber things I've ever seen.
0: The FCC thanks in, you for that.
4: And most selfish acts to do, um, getting bleep-faced and then deciding I'm going to punch a wall with my pitching hand <laughs> right before we're going to the playoffs. <laughs> and then lying to the team. Or just like not telling him anything about it. Now, maybe he was so wastoid, he didn't remember punching the wall. (laughs) Who knows? But like that story, I I don't know what you guys saw about that. Was like one of the more surreal moments. And when that happened, I'm like, man.
2: Oh, I knew right there. I'm like, like, oh, God. I'm like, right (laughs) there. It was a huge hit. But the only thing that I think of with Devin Williams was the fact that uh, I don't think he really changes the outcome at all. I don't think he really would have helped in any game.
4: And I agree with that. It's more, it's a grievance because of the selfishness of the act. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. Hey, it's that. your like, grievance, I, Corey. I it's your saying. grievance. Don't let
0: anyone yeah. tell you otherwise, all right?
4: Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying, Rodney. He probably wouldn't have because the offense was... So you went putrid. Through it all. Yeah, it was putrid. It was Corey. wild. So, like, but this, the moment in time, it'd be like Rodgers, I don't know, freaking smashing his hand into the, a concrete wall because... He got told UFOs don't exist or something. And you got really angry about it right before hey. the playoffs, you know what I mean? Hey,
0: the slimy so, government, Corey, the slimy government that they are even has come out to say that they didn't call them UFOs. They call them, uh, what are they, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenons.
4: Right. I always think they're more of a interdimensional. Things. Yeah. I don't like think Sasquatch. they come from outer space. Yeah, I think they come from a different dimension of of uh existence
0: i think it's just government tech and they're just you know psyoping us how about that That's for a, a spin zone
4: oh, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah but anyways i've gotten way off the subject <laughs> here but those are my two grievances <laughs> uh, annie Haynes and devin williams Corey, your yeah, grievances
0: yeah. are in i wrote them down on my sheet of paper here and before i let you go since you are the weatherman are we gonna get snow on christmas come on i love i don't like snow but i love it on christmas
4: Yeah, I love snow, too. I thought there was going to be a better chance that there's probably a non-zero chance that we get some kind of snow, but I wouldn't count on it. I think January, though, as we turn over to the new year, if you look ahead into the weather patterns that are shifting around the globe, Prepare for some cold and from from for some snow. Hey, Corey, I kid you over.
0: not. Speaking of the slimy government, there is yeah. a weather modification machine. I kid you not. <laughs> I can send you the video. It was actually a, an episode on the History Channel in the early two thousands.
4: Yeah, at pr- that? That's where, pretty interesting. Where, where they, they like produced? I'm not even stuff. kidding.
0: They produced a giant rain cloud and then it rained. And I believe that. It so the slimy government that they are needs to you know turn that weather modification machine on and put some snow out in the atmosphere because I just need a little on Christmas. All right.
4: We need some nucleation sites for some water to be able to get to go out onto. That's what we need. Corey, oh. have,
0: a, have a great Christmas. Happy holidays. You too. And I, ho- I hope as the weatherman that you are, it snows a little bit for you, okay?
4: And Rowdy, stay on that health kick. I like hearing that. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Stay Even healthy. Better. Yeah. I'll, all right. drink, I'll yeah. drink
0: all the eggnog. See you. See you, Corey.
4: That's what I like to hear.
0: Bye. <laughs> See you, <buddy>. Bye. <laughs> all right, 608-321-1670. There he is, Corey, the weatherman in Marshall. Good on his Charlieisms. Because when Charlie calls in, he says he's not going to call back, and then he calls like 30 I'm seconds a later. a terrible liar. I'm a terrible liar. And then, oh, oh, or he goes,
4: oh, 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 I forgot to tell you something. Oh, oh, oh.
0: That one more about, thing, one more thing. That's about Star Trek. One more thing. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Rowdy, so we do have another tweet here. Uh, J8 Krebs. Um, Merry Christmas, Krebs. you the man. We love you, buddy. He says, my grievance sits on this, as it is Festivus, as we're airing our grievances. My grievance sits on Christian Yelich. He blew it and totally lost it. But also says, Rowdy, you're not wrong when they botched the end of the season. No question. But his, and Krebs, I'll write you down. Krebs, Christian Yelich is his grievance this year. See, I feel like I could add that to a a grievance of mine
2: as well. How bad Christian Yelich was. Not only the fact that. Real quick, there is
0: no limit on how many grievances you can have. So I'll add it on your list.
2: Not only the fact that this guy won a gold glove in his younger days playing in a pitcher friendly ballpark down in Miami with the Marlins, but the fact that he's getting worse defensively every single year and he can't hit the baseball.
0: Yeah. I noticed all your grievances come from Brewers. Well, Mm -hmm. they kind of ripped our hearts out, didn't they? They did. Kind of broke them. I have a grievance before we. Uh, I have but a couple of grievances.
2: Real quick to finish that Christian Yelich thought. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll be even more pissed for the 2022 Festivus if he sucks this much, <laughs> making 26 million dollars. Yeah, because that's year. when the
0: contract comes into play. Correct. Ew. My grievance. I have a couple. Uh, my grievance right now, though, is you know I I don't know if the uh, the game was going to change too much if uh, they uh, decided to go for it right away. My grievance goes to, and I love the guy, but my grievance goes to, and this is me wanting to say, hey, you wronged me this year. I want you to do better next year. Wisconsin Badgers football head coach Paul Chris, when the Wisconsin Badgers against the Minnesota Golden Gophers were going to punt the football when it was fourth and one, and what were they down, 10 points, Rowdy, with four minutes left, four and some change, When Wisconsin sent out the punt unit against the Minnesota Golden Gophers and that smarmy d bag that is PJ Fleck, fourth and one, the punt unit comes out. I said to myself, "What the? Am I watching? What is happening here? They're punting!" And then, thank God, there was an offsides penalty. And then the Badgers decided to go for it on fourth and six. They, you know, we all know what happened. They lost the game. But this, the Minnesota game as a whole. And the coaching staff and what they did with the you know the game plan and not really changing anything, continuing just some stinkiness out there when you had everything on the line of winning the Big Ten West, going to the Big Ten title game, and seeing what happened. Maybe some revenge on Michigan. The fact, and you had Michigan there, not Ohio State. The fact that they decided to punt the flipping football. Ugh. Is my grievance, Rowdy, one of my grievances.
2: Yeah, I hear that one. I'll I'll tell you, I think that that Ah! Minnesota game, that was the most pissed watching the Badgers that I think I've been since, I think it was the 2018 Minnesota-Wisconsin game where Alex Hornibrook came back and was the starter and they got absolutely smoked. I think that was the most pissed I've been watching a game frustrated since that last Minnesota-Wisconsin game in 2018. Because, I mean, think about it. (laughs) There was really nothing. I don't nothing, really want to think about it. That's the thing. There was really nothing to, in my opinion, to get pissed about in 2020. It was like kind of like a lost season just for everyone. Yeah. 2019, you got spanked by Ohio State. Okay, they were better. The championship game was frustrating, but I felt like we got over it. Mm. And the Illinois game was just kind of like, what the hell, you're in shock. I think I was the most pissed since the game they got run out of the building in Madison against the, the Gophers in 2018. Yeah. And that was Hornibrook.
0: Yeah, when he had the wandering eyes. I know some players probably have some grievances against Hornibrook. Uh, real quick before we hit break, our guy Rotorate Live. What's up, my brother? He says, I don't know if this has made the list. Here's the thing. This is, it's your grievance. So if you have a grievance, call it in or you know message it in on social media, Twitch. Uh, it's your grievance, Rotorate. So here you go. He says, I don't know if this is on the list, but here you go. My grievance is with Graham Mertz. Pitching merchandise instead of pitching touchdowns. Rotorate Live, you are in for your grievance this year. And this is Festivus, my friends. Festivus to get over the people that have wronged you. You got to put it out there in the ether and tell them, hey, you wronged me this year, but let's come back together next year and do better and uh, love each other once again. That's the purpose of Festivus. There has to be a different
2: way. You know, I'm kind of agreeing with pretty much all of the all of the Festivus issues that everyone has come in with. People or things.
0: Yeah. All right, Rotorate Live, you are in. Merch with merchandise and not tutties. Merchandise, not tutties. You are in. It is on the list. You oh. need there it is. Led Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. Why do I play this right now? Well, A, this guy loves Led Zeppelin, so it's his Christmas gift. And B, I got a whole lot of love for him, our guy Rob Reichel. Good morning, Robbie.
5: Happy Festivus, my friend.
0: Rob, do you have, I, I'm sure you do, do you have any grievances to air on this uh, this program right now, Robbie,
5: for Festivus? Well, cer- cer- certainly not with you, Evo, or, and Nelly, and the fine people at your station. Meet. We probably don't have enough time in the rest of your show for me to, to air my grievances, though, with society.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, Rob. We could go another just, four hours. I'll just, I'll
5: just say this, evil." There's a lot of days where I yell, take me back to 1995.
0: So. <laughs> 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 yeah, because so you wanted to cover Red Favre and the Packers. I get it. Before the Super Bowl, right? Pre-social media,
5: pre-craziness in the world. I mean, it's always been a little crazy. We, we've we've hit new heights, but we're not going to get on that soapbox today. We're gonna. I'm, I'll get I'll get down the silver pole here after. Uh, Make sure after the after tinsel. Get some up, tinsel. I'll too. Fire up the of videos, and and then we'll you know we'll we'll have our feats of strength <laughs> in my house at about you know three p.m. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the festivus doesn't end, Rob, until the head of the household is pinned. So. It's your wife and your two daughters. I think it's the three-on-one, Then they got to team up on you, yes?
5: Yeah, my wife's a beast. She'll probably pin me in about 19 seconds. Yeah, so, she, she's so.
0: probably full of rage every time she hears Robbie <laughs> complaining about society as it's like, no! <laughs> All right, Robbie, so uh, when it comes to you know society, we're doing a thing called COVID-19. What's up with the – dude, the Browns have like 17 people on here. Are the Packers going to be uh, going up against a MASH unit in Cleveland, or are we uh, thinking they're going to get some guys back here?
5: It's it's so tough to predict on this Evo, but there, there's so many hoops to get through too before these guys come back and they're cleared. Even when these guys say they they feel fine and 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 they're still not brought back, um, you know because they need the two positive, uh, you know the the two tests where, where where they completely clear and you know they they, they don't have any you know uh, COVID left in the in the system and things like that. Usually, usually the guys are going to miss a minimum of a game. I mean, on Green Bay's end, for example, you know don't expect MVS.
0: Yeah. on uh,
5: you know on on, on Saturday afternoon. Is Kenny Clark but Kenny Clark's
0: back, yes? Is Kenny Clark back?
5: Kenny Clark will they'll make a final determination on him on Saturday. Okay, Evo. okay, gotcha. That that will be officially day ten, which is which the way the rules read is is the day you know when you and you are eligible to come back. It's the tenth day. Um gotcha. My get my guess Evo is yes. They will clear him and he will play but, you know, you might not get your normal 52 steps or whatever out of Kenny Clark. It might be 20, uh, which, which is still better than no Kenny Clark. Don't get me wrong. But, but, you know, he, he is, he has been away from the facility, the team, you know, for, for a week and a half. His conditioning will be down. Um, you know, specifically back to the Browns, Evo, I, I wouldn't expect a lot of those guys, you know, to get cleared. It sounds like Baker's got a chance. Um, and, 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 and he, you know, at, at least they'll have their starting quarterback back. Um, they're kind of like Green Bay, though, Evo, um, and and I fully expect the Packers to win this game and probably win it comfortably, Evo. But but they do have a deep roster. Um, they, they, it is amazing if if they had better quarterback play this season, Ebo, they would be an eleven win team like Green Bay. But they're, they're sitting at five hundred. But their roster is ridiculously deep, and and they've got three really good running backs. They have probably got the best offensive line in football. They've got a lot of pieces on defense. I know Garrett's beat up a little bit, but but he, he's an absolute beast to kind of lead that unit. They've got playmakers on, you know, at, at the tight end and wide receiver position. It's, it, it's a pretty good football team, Evo. If they had better quarterback play, more consistency out of the quarterback this season, they would certainly be leading that division and probably in, in contention for home field in the AFC and then that's why they'll in all likelihood change out the quarterback, uh, this, this particular off season. But you know, again, Evo specifically to Sunday, they're going to be down a number of guys. Green Bay's can only be down a couple green Bay's got the better team. Either way, so it you know it, it should be a Merry Christmas for Packer Nation.
0: Oh, I like that, Robbie. Uh, you know, I always like to see teams go out at full strength, obviously. You know, imano mano, see who truly is the best in the field. But in the NFL, I guess, you know, in all sports right now, it is what it is. So, Rob, speaking of Kenny Clark, that victory the Packers had hanging on over the Ravens, you know, John Harbaugh asked the players, do you want to go for two? They say yes, and they miss it, obviously. Packers win 31-30. Uh, Kenny Clark, though, in that game, with not playing, obviously, but was was the reason why the Ravens were gashing everywhere is cuz Kenny Clark is truly that important to the defense and cogging up that middle
5: I think that's a real easy answer Evo to say you know it's it's as simple as just Kenny Clark being out but but there's more layers to it than that there was there was a real lack of of lane integrity from some guys on defense almost like special teams in the Bears game the previous week Evo, when when guys kept getting out of their lanes and Chicago was hitting it for for big returns, you know especially the ninety seven yard punt return mm. uh, but you saw that too on the on the defensive side of the ball last week, especially up front and then and then at the linebacker level, guys were kind of abandoning their responsibilities, playing you know a little more hero ball and and Huntley took full advantage of it in that game. Um, They've got some things to be worried about right now, Evo, on the defensive side of the ball. It's, it's, it's really fascinating, if, if you think about it. A month ago, we sat here and we said, how, how are they going to get the offense fixed to make a deep playoff run? Because the defense is carrying them. Well, they, they have. They've averaged about 36 points a game, Evo, over the last four, four games. But on, at the same point in time, in that stretch, Evo, they're, they're allowing 30.5 points a game on defense in the last four. They lost the Minnesota game, they've won three straight since then, but but all those games, you know, all, all those games the opponent is, has been pushing 30, Evo, and, and they've got to get that fixed, they've, they've got to get that cleaned up and, and get back to playing the way they, they did the first uh, two months of the season. Chicago shouldn't put, what Chicago put up, up on them on that Sunday night, 28 or 30, I think, the 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 Ravens just put up, you know, 30 with a backup quarterback, that shouldn't happen. i am mm-hmm. um, that is the one thing to me that remains a real wild card and a real mystery because we've watched this movie now for a decade straight, <laughs> where where the offense is extremely good going to the playoffs and the defense somehow lets them down. I'll be honest, Evo. I thought it was going to be inverted this year. I thought we'd have that flip flop where they, you know they'd be good enough on offense and the defense could carry them to a championship. But but the last the last month, Evo has been a huge cause for concern. And and last week was you know against Baltimore, absolutely fit the bill there too. They they should not have let Huntley run wild. Um, completed obviously way too many many passes. Darnell Savage had a nightmare game trying to match up with, with Mark Andrews, and until the end when he when he got his fingertip on a, on a ball. But um, EVO, they, they they certainly have a chance. Two straight home games and a road game against. You know, let's be honest. The Lions team that that in theory isn't going to have anything to play for uh, other than the first or the second draft pick. So they should they should roll in that game. They've got three weeks now, Ebo. To figure out the defense and um if, if, if they're gonna make a Super Bowl run, Evil, that they, they have to get that figured out.
0: Uh, Rob Reichel joining us right now. Check his workout, Forbes.com, Conley Media at Rob Reichel on Twitter. Always a fantastic follow. So Robbie, looking at it, you know, Packers first to clinch a division, first to, you know, you punch their ticket to the playoffs. Are the Packers truly the best team? Even with that defense and the special teams, the best team in the NFL?
5: I, I think so, Evil. Yes. Woo, you know, they woo. They have their flaws and they have their warts. It's funny. I'll, I'll get friends or relatives that call me and they'll yell and scream about this or you know special teams that. And um, Are you sure
0: that's not just rowdy? Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
5: it, it has been rowdy on many occasions. He fits he, he in that friend slash family category because he's he's a little bit of both. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, Evo, when, when you line them up and compare them to the rest of the teams in football, they, they clearly have the fewest warts. And, you know, Tampa Bay is now, is now nicked up. They're going to they're gonna be without Godwin, obviously, the rest of the year. Cornette is, is potentially done. Um, that, that's a huge blow to them offensively. I, I don't believe in, in Mike McCarthy. I know he's your guy, Evo, but I, I'm not a
0: big Mike McCarthy hey, He's just guy. another guy in the way now, Rob.
5: He's another guy in the way, but you know he—that's no, uh, he a
0: big—that's a big object that's in the in front of you. You know that's pretty large.
5: That—that's that, a—that's a, that's a three twenty pound human in the way, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, <laughs> and 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 it's also a guy who who has no concept how to how to manage a clock. You know, we we could go through the teams one by one. Evo. The bottom line is. You know, Green Bay is humming on offense. Rogers has thirteen touchdowns and no picks in his last four games. He's back in the MVP hunt for a reason. I mean, he's he's got it going. They're 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 two running backs. Um, Evo are as good as anybody's heading into the playoffs. The offensive line, even with even with four guys starting that are not preferred starters, has, has held up remarkably well. They, they have arguably the best wide receiver in football. Um, you know, for the most part, Evo, they have played. Top ten level defense through the course of the year. Special teams is a mess, but I think I think as we inch closer to the playoffs, Evo, you'll see more front line guys go. You saw Aaron Jones back there last week, to even even fair catch a punt. I mean, you'll you'll see more things like that as as we trend closer to the playoffs. I just think when you add it all up, Evo. You know, there, there's far more positives than negatives. And, and everybody's going to – nobody has a perfect 53-man roster. Nobody has 22 starters that they're in love with. Everybody's going to replace four or five of their guys this particular off season. I think at the end of the day, Green Bay just has fewer holes and fewer flaws than everybody else. And now the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau. This, this is shaping up to be – you know, their best opportunity in a decade, Evil, I think last year certainly was one of them. 14 was one of them. But this is right there with them in terms of Green Bay having as good of a chance to reach a Super Bowl, ooh. you know, since they did in the 45th Super Bowl 11 years ago. Man,
0: a man can only get so excited, Robbie. Ooh, ooh, I, like, <laughs> I like that. So, Robbie, um, I saw your story up at Forbes.com. A great story. So, you know, you just saying, and I fully agree with you, the Packers are indeed the best team in the NFL. Then, how in the hell? Do they only have three Pro Bowlers and Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Clark, and Devontae Adams?
5: People get crazy about the Pro Bowl Emo and I get it because a lot of these guys have incentive-laden contracts, and, and they'll get a bonus. Kenny Clark, for example, got a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars bonus last night when when he was named a Pro Bowl starter. Um, you know, and, and and good for him. Evo, the biggest problem with that is it's a popularity contest. And, and obviously, the NFL needs the fans. They, they love the fans. And, and hey, I, I'm a huge proponent of the fans having a say, Evo, but the, this is what happens when guys sit down or, or they jump online and, and, they, and they punch their ballot they don't look close you know just just the average guy in portage right now right or, or the average guy in in middleton or across the country it, it it doesn't matter they don't they don't look they don't do a deep dive in the numbers and stats and and realize that man this this Andre campbell changed green bay's defense um you know that they they don't they don't look and say boy adrian amos is is the brains behind that packer defense and and he probably you know should be starting or certainly be you know, in in the Pro Bowl somewhere, they 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 vote by name recognition, Evo, more so than 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 digging up the stats, seeing where a team lies, and and a lot of times for young guys, Evo, it, it takes until that second or third year uh, where they really explode on the scene and and get the name recognition. You know, for example, it took Alton Jenkins a, a little bit of time, um, and and he's he wasn't a household name uh, until he went out and played left tackle. He obviously is injured now. But he, you know, he, he should and would have been, I think, a a Pro Bowl type of player. Um, all pro to me, Evo means a lot more. It's yeah, it's sure. it, 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 it's done by you know um, guys that break down tape, break down film, NFL scouts, you know, media guys that really pay close attention to this. Again, I I'm not by any means advocating that you take the fans out of the mix because it's important to have the fans involved. But this is what happens then: you you get a popularity contest, and the guy sits down. And, and he punches punches the ballot of, of, of people he knows, even even if that guy is hurt, even if that guy is having a down year, even if that guy is in year 12 and it not even close to the same player that he was, let's say, in year 8. So this this is, this is the end result of that, Evo, and and he end up getting three Packers uh, in the Pro Bowl instead of maybe five or six. Hi,
0: right, Robbie. Before I ask you what your prediction of the game on Saturday, I uh, hope they're all having a Merry Christmas. You, I know, have an affinity, as do I, to Brett Lorenzo Favre. Farv uh, record is going to—I'm going to go on on a pretty far limb here, Rob, and say Roger's is going to throw at least a touchdown pass against the Browns, and then that all-time touchdown record is uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Question, Robbie. If you're a betting man, which I think occasionally you are, I gave you a nice <laughs> handful of jelly beans. Are you gonna put down those jelly beans on the favorite that is Devontae Adams? Or you got like maybe like as Rowdy and I were thinking hopefully hopefully a Mercedes Lewis, who catches the touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers Saturday?
5: Man, I'll just tell you this first of all, I'm gonna weep openly when it happens.
0: <laughs> um, I know, I know you will. I know you will.
5: <laughs> I'm not a you know Aaron Rodgers passed Brett Favre last night too for most Pro Bowl yeah. appearances in the Packers. Yep. Rodgers is at ten now. Favre was at ninety. He he keeps sneaking past Favre and all these records, Evo. And, and we're getting old, I, you're getting, we're every
0: getting every old, Robbie. You're getting old. We're
5: getting old. Every time I shed a tear, Evo. But uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 a great question. It's a fun question. Um, I would anticipate Evo that a lot of teams moving forward, and especially now without MVS, um, on on Saturday afternoon. Are going to do just what Baltimore did against Devontae Adams. They're just going to say, "Screw it, we're putting two guys on them. Deal with it." And and everybody else is going to have man coverage. And if Alan Lazard can get open, you know, if 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 if, if St. Brown can get open, um, if Aaron Jones gets open out of the backfield, that's life, and they'll deal with it. Um, I would take a flyer a little bit more evil. I I think they're going to do everything. Rogers is going to try to get Devontae the ball. Let's let's be honest. But Cleveland's got. You know, Cleveland's got a really high-level corner in, in Ward there, and I think he's going to get help along the way, Evo. And it it, it might be tough to, to jam the ball to him. I guess if if I had to throw some money down, I I think it might. And Rodgers is quirky like that. He, you know, he 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 can he can tell you, Evo, the, the list of guys he's throwing touchdowns to. He can, you know, he he got bored earlier this year, but he could have certainly sat there and, and told you all the Bears' quarterbacks. That have played since he's been a starter. He likes to get weird names into some of these discussions and stuff like that. It, it would not shock me if it's a Mercedes Lewis kind of guy, a, a, a Josiah DeGuara, um an AJ Dillon, somebody like that. Yeah. I'm going to put my money though, like, just just for fun, because I think I would get really good odds on this evil. I'm going to put it on Aaron Jones.
0: You, Robbie, no wrong answer right there. As long, well, I mean, I know selfishly you might not want it to happen. Favre couldn't forever have that, but. I think it's going to happen, Robbie. So I hope I hope that's not I'll, a lump of coal. This,
5: Emo, if if, if Farr played in today's football, he would have thrown about eight hundred touchdowns. He'd still so. be
0: playing, like you know. He would still be good point. <laughs> uh, Robbie, uh, real quick before I let you go, what's the scoreline for uh, Christmas Day Packers Browns? Yeah, I'm going to say they get the defense
5: cleaned up a little bit, and obviously part of that, you know, is going to be aided by the fact Cleveland's a little bit beat up or a lot beat up heading into this game. Um, and the offense keeps humming. evil. I'm going to say 30-20 Green Bay. Um, I don't know what the line is. I would guess that covers it. But, um,
0: yeah. It I, I, seven, I, and I, uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half.
5: I I think the fans get plenty of eggnog, and then they get uh, a whole lot lot to cheer about from 3.30 to 7 p.m., Evo, and then then look out. Stay off the road.
0: Rob, uh, Led Zeppelin, what is and what should never be playing? What is is insanely great coverage for you and the Packers, and what should never be is me hanging up the phone on you. But alas, I have to do so. Rob, have a very merry Christmas and a happy holidays. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, I
5: love love you guys too. But first, remember, you got to enjoy festivals
0: first. Oh, yeah. We're going to hear some more grievances, okay, Robbie?
5: Robbie, you'll never guess
0: what mine was.
2: Tell them Craig Council and David Stearns (laughs) for blowing it down the stretch. (laughs)
0: I think Rob Pipebond does. Oh,
2: unbelievable. A new grievance. He's going to get a kick out of that. A one, new sure. grievance.
0: Rob Reichel hanging up on Rowdy and me. There unbelievable. you go. Unbelievable. You have to text him. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BET-US. BET-US for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Rowdy, Devontae Adams, again, a pro bowler. With that though, that is uh, let's see here five consecutive for Devonte Adams. Now so Aaron Rodgers a Pro Bowler, he surpassed Favre for as many as a Packers uh, Pro Bowl. That's ten for Favre, or I'm sorry for uh, Rodgers breaking uh, Favre and Forrest Gregg's record. So uh, Aaron Rodgers has that going for him, right? But Aaron Rodgers now has four consecutive Pro Bowls. The first time he's ever done that. Devonte Adams though, five consecutive Pro Bowls. Only eight Packers in history have made five consecutive. Those names would be Jim Taylor, Herb Adderley, Willie Davis, Forrest Gregg, Willie Wood, James Lofton, the Minister of Defense, Reggie White, and now, Devontae Adams. Dude's a monster. Devontae Adams is a beast. What When you think, what, people around the league, Rowdy, what's the one thing they think about Devontae Adams? like the quick release off the line and the footwork, right?
2: Yeah, it's his release off the line.
0: Yeah, he is a monster. Devontae Adams, he uh, talked on the podium yesterday about, you know, his becoming famous around the NFL, about his release. Take a listen to what Tay had to say. It's just the
3: detail. It's it's the detail uh, um, because, obviously, everybody releases. Everybody has different footwork. They do off the line of scrimmage. But um, the difference in what I do is I I pay a lot of attention to – what all of my movements look like to be able to, you know, obviously if you want to counter off of something you do, um, you know, if I speed release, I watch myself speed release a million times so I can see what it looks like. So with that, when it's time to fake the speed release one step jab, and then go back inside the beginning part, as far as all of my, my mannerisms and, um, you know, just my, my body, uh, my my biomechanics, um, as one might say, I, I like to marry it up and just make it to where the guy has to, um, just respect every move that I make. And I feel like they, Um, you know, initially got to respect whatever it was, you know, if I take a hard jab in, it looks like I'm really trying to get inside. And I know I've talked to that um, a few different times, but that's really what it's about. It doesn't really matter how much film they watch, because if I if I make it look like I want to do something and it's it's convincing enough, they got to go with it, especially in man cover. So that's always my goal is to um, just fully commits everything that I do. And if it doesn't work great, then perfect. We'll get right into the route and then just play fast and, and still try to win.
0: When Devontae Adams was a rookie and then sophomore campaign, there was listeners who would call in, called him "Drop Vontae Adams and wanted him cut and shown the door from Green Bay. Rowdy, I think it's safe to say Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game. And what I love the most, go back to the L.A. Rams game, when Jalen Ramsey was talking all that talk, and Devontae Adams just ate him up and spit him out just like the NFC, you know, uh, in the
2: playoffs before. And if I remember correctly, I believe I saw that Devontae Adams isn't very far away from uh, Jordy Nelson's Packer records.
0: Yeah, he's a yeah, he's going to break that. So, Devontae Adams, wow. The Green Bay speaking of COVID, and I hate to do this, but whatever, it's, you know, affects the game on Saturday here. I was reading about Baker Mayfield. So, the Cleveland Browns have 17 guys currently on the COVID-19 reserve list. When it comes to Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, I was reading that they're gonna make him. So Baker Mayfield could test out of the league's COVID nineteen protocols and be available Saturday, obviously against the Packers. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, the coach, said that they uh, most are cleared by day ten. He said that uh, what's today? He said that on Tuesday. So because he and starting quarterback Baker Mayfield learned of their positive test on Wednesday, they could be go you know game time learning of their status. But here's the thing, Stefanski said they're going to make him and Mayfield travel to Green Bay separately from the team. Do you think that um I mean obviously getting Baker Mayfield back would be huge for the Browns, but when what's your gut telling you on this? Do you really think Greenway? it would be though? Well, it's better than I don't know what Baker Mayfield I've never was like a big fan of his, like in college sure it was fun and exciting, but to the pros, once you put on that orange helmet of the Browns, It just sucks the soul out of your body. Well, okay. I think Baker Mayfield out of
2: Case Keenum and Nick Mullins is the best. The best. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, he's the starter. That's why. But he's been banged up a lot this year with the rotator cuff, the ankles. Like, he's been playing through a ton. I just don't know how much better he really is that beat up than Case Keenum. And then... So I think, obviously, you have Baker here, right? Yeah. And then just below him with all the beat-up body parts that he has is Case Keenum, because uh-huh. we've seen Case Keenum have a really good season in, in Minnesota. Yeah. And he's a very capable backup. I like the word, capable. And then below him was Nick Mullins on the practice squad. We've seen Nick Mullins also win games in the NFL as a San Francisco 49er. Now, granted, he's not really a, a big-time starting quarterback in the NFL, just like Case Keenum isn't, but uh, they're capable hmm. backups that are solid.
0: Yeah. I and, was never, th- I'm kind of like, I kind of side with um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I was never a believer in Baker Mayfield at the professional level for the Browns, just like uh, Odell's dad, Odell Beckham Sr. I, well, if you go right, da- I don't think I'd ever agree with that guy, but I'm, I'm right there. If you go right
2: down all the quarterbacks in the league, and obviously we're talking about, 32 teams, Baker Mayfield's probably in the 20s for me.
0: Yeah, he's like late, high teens, low tw- like low 20s.
2: Like, if I'm going to rate Case Keenum, if I'm going to rate Nick Mullen, they're probably in the mid- mid-30s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, or upper 30s, maybe low yeah. 40s. Totally. And it's not like there's that big of a gap from 40 to 25.
0: No. Where would Tyler Huntley fall for you after those, his two games? I have to see more. Yeah. Would you take would you take Tyler Huntley or Baker Mayfield? I think right now I'd probably take Case, Kees, Case, Case Keenum. Case He wasn't in the question, Rowdy, damn it. <laughs> no, that's funny, though. So looking at this matchup here, the Browns, when they lost to the Raiders, they had 22 players on the COVID reserve. Let's remember they had to rearrange the game, right? And now Stefanski, uh, they're down to 17. And Stefanski's saying, you really circled day 10 for all of us. So they're trying to test out with, especially the new uh, COVID protocols. Now, here's the thing, Rowdy. Um, when you look at this, I'm man, I don't because I don't know. I don't even know what to expect in this game. Do you know what the spread is? I forgot.
2: I uh, believe it opened at seven, seven and a half, and it's been right around there. So, yeah, 7.5. Last and a half. I looked yeah, last seven night. And a half.
0: I'm looking right now. Seven and a half for the Packers. Uh the over/under at forty-five and a half.
2: See, this is one where. I think if you are a Cleveland Brown fan, or you, or you like the Browns, mm-hmm. go bet the Browns right now. Because think, you're gonna get guys back. Yeah, I think if you're a Packer fan, you wait to the last second when idea. the Browns get all their guys in, yeah. because obviously it's been. Well, when did they play last? It was Monday, Monday. right? Yeah, it was Monday because theirs was. Uh, okay, so yeah, Monday. But we've seen that the majority of players have only had to miss one game. Now this is a Monday to Saturday, so it is a short week, but you got to imagine they're going to be getting some of those guys back like you said Stefanski the coaches, is past So protocols.
0: yesterday is when some of those guys were going to hopefully be for them be testing off the COVID list. So it's starting yesterday and into the day yeah, and Friday. Yeah. So
2: that's why I'm saying like if you're if you like the Packers and you're going to back the Packers and bet Packers, I'd wait till the last second cuz that line's going to come down because all the players the Browns are getting back from COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, Rowdy, we have Rob Reichel coming up. We'll talk more of this Green Bay uh, Packers-Cleveland Browns matchup. But speaking of Rowdy, now this is uh, uh, um, not Robbie included, but it's his brethren. I have another grievance that I want to get to. My grievance of the year that was was the complete softness of some of the national media and local media when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. The softness and just complete lack of self-awareness when it comes to some of these journalists that cover the Packers and the national guys that want to stick their nose in the business as well. When Rodgers first said, yeah, I've been immunized, to then them just groveling at the feet of Aaron Rodgers, as they've always done for many years, sniffing his jock, telling him he's special and better than everyone else, and patting him on the butt and telling him, "Mm, you're so cute, to then vilifying and trying to cancel Aaron Rodgers, because they could not do a follow up question, which they know from Journalism School 101 that if something doesn't feel right, you got to ask a follow up question. My grievance, Rowdy, goes with the local and national media that got their panties all in a bunch and made it feel like that they should, uh, it was doomsday for them and that we should feel sorry for them and that they were the ones that were so wronged about Aaron Rodgers and what he said. In fact, one of them locally. Put out a like a thread, a Twitter thread of an apology of who oh, he failed his his you know his fans. He failed the people that blah 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 blah. What do we do, Ebo? We never apologize. You never apologize. You never bend the knee. Therefore, my grievance is with the soft, inept local and national media that made us or tried to make us feel sorry for them, because Elin Wajdus. She lied to us. <laughs> no, nah, you just weren't good at your job. Rowdy and I were sniffing that out right away. I have the text message to prove it. Rowdy, go, I got a witness. You got a text. <laughs> Him a text. <laughs> soft J's. They're not big J's anymore, Rowdy, the journalist. They're not big J's. They're soft J's. <laughs>
6: Hey Matt, did Dave have a setback? And I'm got, I'm wondering at this point, at this late in the game, what is your confidence level that he will be back to play at all this season? No, Dave. Dave didn't practice today. We're just kind of unloading him for the
5: week, um, and we're we're going to continue to monitor it daily. And when
1: he's back, he's back. He'll be back.
0: Bakhtiari going to be unloaded this week. Our guy Mike Clemens going to unload right now on the show. Good morning, Mike. How we doing?
1: Well, so so in terms of your offensive tackles, because we would have thought that Bakhtiari would have been out there yesterday, and he was not. And so, you know, you you wonder if you're getting back to this thing where he was like five, six weeks ago, where he practiced a couple days, and then they took him off, and then later you found out that he had his, his knee scope. So that's all the Packers are saying. I'm just telling you, though, I watched that Packers-Ravens tape a second time on Tuesday night, and, you know, I don't know what I was watching during that because Aaron Rodgers uh, was under pressure a lot. I mean, he got sacked three times. He got hurried four times. He was on the run. A hit. He got hit four more times. Um, he took a lot of shots, and Dennis Kelly uh, was losing a lot of battles on outside pressure in that game at right tackle. Uh, we don't. We still don't really know how bad Billy Turner's knee injury is from a couple weeks ago. Elton Jenkins out for the year, and then you know you'd like to see Bakhtiari get back. Maybe they could move Nyman over to right tackle, but it doesn't look for good for Bakhtiari right now. They named some players. To the Pro Bowl, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Clark, who's still on the COVID list, we're hoping maybe he gets back on Saturday. That would be his 10th day. Aaron Jones named as a full, full first alternate in that. Uh, you know, and then the writers saying, well, was Devondre Campbell snubbed because he wasn't even made an alternate? Same thing down in Chicago. Robert Quinn, the great pass rusher, was named. Uh, Jakeem Grant, that uh, kid that returned the 97-yard punt against the Packers, with the 4-3 speed, he's been named to the Pro Bowl, but everybody in Chicago's griping this morning that Roquan Smith was snubbed again. And, you know, the Pro Bowl, it's not so much about the game, which is going to be in Vegas on February 6th. It's about who got snubbed. Yeah. That's what gets the clicks, you know. Yeah. So um, there was a funny moment, though, yesterday that I want to share, and that was with Devontae Adams, who's going to the Pro Bowl. And when you look at that Ravens tape, there's there's about a half dozen plays where They've got not one, not two, but three guys, triple coverage on number 17. We even found out that Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator from Baltimore, came up with a special package for Devontae called 17 Bulldog, which is his number and his mascot from Fresno State from college. And so Tom Silverstein from the Journal Sentinel said, you know, Devontae, uh, you know, was, was that a triple coverage? And before he can even get the question out, Devontae pulled up his phone and started pulling up still photos from the game that he had on his phone. Listen to how this went down.
4: Hey, Devontae, I don't know if I, I saw this right or not, but I, I thought there was a third down play where they lined a guy up in front of you and then a guy in, like, almost a nickel position helped cover two, and then a safety. Was
3: it one of these? <laughs> uh, it I don't definitely know.
4: Definitely, was like three guys over there, right?
3: uh Let me see. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Let me see if I if I got it on here anywhere. Was it this one?
4: Yes, exactly.
3: That's <laughs> one, two. Yep. He's right, right over him. Just in case. There we go. That guy there. So one, yeah. two, and three. Yeah.
4: So my question on that is. Do you run your prescribed route or do you just try to take those guys out, just go deep and try to take them all out of the picture?
3: No. Yeah. Once they do that, I just start running around in circles. um, Just do whatever. I just turn it into a playground um, operation. (laughs) That's how how they want to do it. I just do unfair stuff too. So I don't even know what route I ran, but I don't think it was the route I was supposed to run on that. (laughs) But in in seriousness, I try to do that, but um, obviously Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, uh, going on as far as just people in, in my, my, my way, my path. So a lot of times it's going to be tough running my route, but it's, it's just different, man. So at the end of the day, that's something that we can study and kind of get ready for, um, you know, if teams are going to do that so that maybe I can take off across the field and, but yeah, it gets, it gets real cloudy when, when people are, um, uh, there's three people in your way.
0: Devonte Adams, Mike is like the most baddest and this that's all due respect, baddest player in the NFL. This dude is so cold. He is insane at what he does.
1: I know, and, and and for him you get it halfway through the question talking about triple coverage in Baltimore, he pulls it up in his phone in five in five seconds. You mean this play here? And he's pointing to you. Yeah, yeah, here's the triple coverage. I just that's just pretty sharp, you yeah, know. Totally. Never saw anything like that before. Put held it right up to the little camera there during the zoom call. Now, the Cleveland Browns, you know, there's a lot of people thought that they were going to be uh, talking deep into the playoffs on the AFC side of the equation. Um, there's a lot of, you could make a good case when you go through, I've been going through their games. I found at least three third down conversions late in the game. If they made it, if Baker Mayfield could have converted, they would have won the game. They, they could have been 10 and four right now instead of seven and seven, but they just will get wiped out. I mean, on their COVID list, Jadavian Clowney, there are two corners, A.J. Green, Troy Hill, the running back, Kareem Hunt, wide receiver Jaron, uh, Jarvis Landry, another corner, Mack Wilson, and both quarterbacks, Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield. Now, the Browns are talking about if Mayfield can uh, test negative, uh, You know, the first day that he would be eligible Saturday, he won't be able to make the team flight to Green Bay tomorrow, so they'd have to take a private jet for him out of Cleveland mm-hmm. Saturday morning to play in this 3.30 Christmas Day game. I mean, that's what these guys are up against. J.C. Tretter is the center for the Browns. J.C. was a fourth-round pick by Ted back in 2013 for the Packers, and we thought he was going to be the next center. He snapped his ankle as a rookie like in a mini camp, and so Corey Lindsley had to fill in, and Corey won that job, and J.C. never got it back. J.C., though, was a smart kid. Good player, versatile. I remember one time they put him in a left tackle when Bakhtiari strained his knee, and he was like the best backup left tackle they had before he signed a big deal with Cleveland. Good guy, smart. Packers were smart to keep on with Corey Lindsley, but J.C. now is the president of the Players Union, the NFLPA. And so, you know, usually I like to talk about X's and O's, but I thought this was really good behind the scenes on what's been going on at the NFL the last two weeks you know, hit by this latest wave of COVID and what it took to get those games rescheduled.
6: You have to balance a lot of different things. You have to figure out kind of the best path forward. You have to figure out how we get out of, you know, the mess we were in last week, across the league. Um, you got to listen to the membership. You have to understand where the NFL stands on the issues and you have to try to find the, the best landing spot for for how to accomplish all the things you want to accomplish. So, um I think what's clear if we just start from the beginning is, you know, our position since July was that daily testing was the best option. Um, And we've been pretty adamant about that. And I think if you look at what we did last year and the amount of positives we had last year versus this year, I think it's tough to deny that daily testing wasn't a huge uh, component of our success last year. Um, The NFL's never been a supporter of daily testing. They weren't a supporter of daily testing last year. Uh, We had to force their hand to get daily testing last year. Um, you know, fast forward now of multiple months into the, into the season, we have the issues we were facing last week and, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out where everybody stands on the issues. Uh, our membership felt like, you know, the vast majority of them have done everything uh, that's been asked of them. They've gotten vaccinated. They feel like they didn't want more testing. They didn't want more stringent protocols. The majority of our membership wanted to begin living you know, in this pandemic, as a new variant has come out that's more mild, um, though more contagious, that was the position
1: of the majority of our membership.
0: Mike, could you imagine having to play football and being the president of the players at Union?
1: <laughs> right. Well, that's how complicated this thing is. Now, here's what I found was really interesting, you know, that I thought it was the owners that would say, you know, you are required. The league was saying we need to get, keep you guys safe. It's bad PR. No, the players have had to fight to be tested. Because as this thing spreads through these locker rooms, you know, they got to go home to wives and kids and say, well, keep away from me, man. You know, like Joe Barry's defensive coordinator, he, he said he, his wife made him sleep in the basement until he tested negative. So we asked J.C. about this yesterday in, in a teleconference about why this last week, though, in the NFL, NFL seemed to be so, so last minute. So, like, let's make it up while we go
6: it's been a a trying week or or two weeks for everybody um you know this is a new variant this is you know when when uh, COVID first happened we had six months to kind of figure it out and figure out a path forward and in this instance we had about six days to figure it out um so it's not an, an easy answer to make you know last week the the issue wasn't about um how many guys we got back you know our our position as a union is that we fight for wages, benefits, and working conditions. And we don't worry about competitive balance. We don't worry about standings. We don't uh, worry about roster composition. We worry about those three things. So the NFL's position last week was that those three games were gonna be canceled. They weren't gonna be pay, uh, played. And if they weren't played, then nobody on either team was gonna be paid. Um, that's obviously an issue for us as a union, when you know over 18% of our player population was at risk of not getting paid last week. Right. So our position was that we needed to make sure all games are played in order for our guys to get paid. Um, and that was our position. We took a vote with the executive committee of the union, which voted unanimously that our position needed to be that games need to be rescheduled and not canceled. Uh, and we pushed the league for that uh, resolution.
0: Man, learning a playbook and how to navigate COVID in the NFL. That's tough. Well,
1: and, and you know what he's saying is this. The league said, okay, you know what, we'll just we'll make it a forfeiture. You players aren't going to get paid, and we'll determine the standings by winning percentage uh, based on a 16-game season. But when the players found out, well, wait a minute, we don't get paid? No, put us on Monday night. We'll play.
4: Totally.
1: We'll play. So I found that interesting. One other, last, one other last quick cut is Aaron Rodgers. You know, I I know that you're going to go to Grandma's house this weekend, and she's going to say, why are they playing football on Christmas Day? Well, Aaron Rodgers is here to remind Grandma, it's showbiz,
3: Grandma. You know, we're in the best of entertainment, and uh, it's exciting to, uh, to be able to entertain. And we're playing a early afternoon game, so there'll be plenty of time to uh, enjoy the uh, holiday festivities. Short week, as difficult as it is on the body, there's always a little bonus in the back end. And for us, it's a uh, Sunday being off. So I uh, look forward to uh, the challenge physically and what's on the other side of Christmas as well.
0: So, Mike, uh, my grandma, full disclosure, a Favre lady herself. I don't know. if So, Roger if Favre was on Christmas Day, she'd be fine with it. Rogers, maybe a little problem. Let me ask you, Mike, before I let you go and wish you a Merry Christmas, who's going to catch that Aaron Rodgers touchdown pass to surpass Brett Favre?
1: Well, you'd think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go out of his way to throw it to uh, Devontae. But, you know, you would have thought the same thing with Favre, that he would be going out of his way to get it to Double D. But, you know, Greg Jennings was the one that was open the back of the end zone. He got his when he set his franchise record. So, uh, you know, I imagine that uh, 12 will try and get to 17 if he can. But in the meantime, who knows? Could be Aaron Jones. Could be. Uh, could be the big dog. I think Mercedes it'd be great if Mercedes Lewis. Lewis caught it. That's that's who I'd like
0: to. I'm see right there show. with you, Mike. Mike, have a very merry Christmas. I'm assuming you're spending Christmas at Lambeau, yes?
1: I am, I am, and then we'll do the post game show with Bill. And I got more reports coming up today as we see what happens with this last run through practice, and if they can get Kenny Clark back. All those questions for Saturday's game,
0: Mike. I hope they have a nice uh, gift, you know, wrapped up with a bow on it at Lambeau Field for you. Have a very merry Christmas. We love your work here, Mike. You're the man. Same to you. Thanks to all the listeners. See you, buddy. There he is. Good stuff from Mike Clemens. <laughs>